I'm going to have to make this schmooze shorter than I need to make it. Not due to time constraints, we have the time, but a different reason. Moshe Borowski, Oliver Sholem, once showed me a vort in Rabbeinu Tam. For those of you who don't know Moshe, he was a member of our shul, a mispal in my base medrash, and for a long time he worked in bereavement services, meaning he would deal with tragic situations. If somebody, chas v'sholom, in a yeshiva, a bocha, or a girl in a base Yaakov would be nifter, he would go to the yeshiva and give a shmooze about it and deal with the trauma that the uh, their friends were experiencing. He worked for various organizations and also on his own. And he once showed me a very pertinent vart in Rabbeinu Tam. It's Pshat and Apostle. Ashrei ho'ish ashe yisrenu ka umutayros chotzalam denu. Fortunate is uh, he who HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Yisurim, and from the Torah he learns it. Taiches Rabbeinu Tam. Fortunate is the man who Hashem gives Yisurim, if he has already learned about Yisurim in the Torah. He says, Bishas a person has Yisurim, obviously he has to know that it's a message from Hashem. The problem is that when a person has Yisurim, it's very hard because he's such in such an emotional state to be able to be makabel why the Yisurim happened, the reason for the Yisurim. And it, it's just, it's late. It's late in the game. The right way to do it is to learn the hashkafa of how Yisurim work before he has the Yisurim. He already, if, if he already learned it, the vav there means like if, if he already learned it, or when, in a case where he already learned it. The time to learn about Yisurim is before the Yisurim happened. The fine time to learn about traumatic events is before the traumatic events happen, because in order to be prepared for them, we need to be prepared for them. And so that when and if HaKadosh Baruch Hu meets down upon a person, Yisurim, he'll be able to be makabal them because he will already have been educated, and he already accepts and understands what Yisurim are. But once the Yisurim come, it's already late in the game for it. It's, it's hard. It's much harder. Therefore, at this time, at this point in time, when for its mamish meisoy mutl one week is still emotionally meisoy mutl especially on this horrific scale, in combination with the fact that there's all sorts of propaganda out there trying to exploit people's emotions in order to get them to look at things the wrong way. And this propaganda, besides the etzam yetzahara that tells you to look at Yisurim the wrong way, there's poshet from Bale Bechira, propaganda has been happening for over a century, over a century, to try to get people to look at Yisurim, such Yisurim particularly, and such an event even more particularly, in the wrong way. It's very, very hard now. People need to have learned beforehand the Torah. It's all Torah. The Torah that people need to know so that, besides they have to know the Etzim Hashkafa, Hashkafas Hashkafas of the Torah are Halacha Lamaisa. People need to know it. Aside from the very important reasons, the Chiv to know the Torah's Hashkafa, 
and the necessity to know the Torah's hashkafa because it affects your avoidance Hashem in other areas of, of your avoidance as well. If somebody wants to know how to deal with such a situation, he really needs to be prepared for it. That said, Lamaisa, here we are. Lamaisa, many people, uh, unfortunately, are, have not learned it. And despite the obstacles now that the emotions and the propaganda play to getting through to a person's intellect, which is really the first step to get to his emotions, that's really the direction. If a person wants to have the proper emotions towards Avoidus Hashem, the direction that the instructions to his emotions are supposed to come is first to his mind, his mind decides what the situation is, and then the emotions react. But if a person has just emotional reaction based upon propaganda and based upon a lack of knowledge of Torah, it's very hard now to get through to those emotions because they're, they're shields, they're a blockade, they're an obstacle to a person's understanding. That said, we are in this situation, and therefore, we're going to explain just the basic yisoidus that are necessary to know at this time. And I know that no matter what you open your mouth, people are going to say, but, but, but right now, right now, what do you do? Right now, there's Jews in danger. Right now, right now. They don't want to hear anything else. They only want to hear what they were programmed to understand. I'm not saying everybody, but there are many people like that. And if the Oilam here tried speaking to anybody about what's going on, you know exactly what I mean. I'm going to do uh, the best I can now. And uh, we have our first lesson. Just like Lahavdil when they had the hurricane here over here. And the, it caught the communities completely unprepared. So one of the things that they did, obviously they had to respond, the first responders, fast responders on the spot to what happened. But one of the things they did after the dust cleared or the water was clean, cleaned out was to prepare in case there's another hurricane like that so that they'll be more prepared, better able to respond, less people will be injured, less damage will happen. It's the same thing over here. That's the first lesson. We need to learn those hashkafas of the Torah that will help us understand such in Yonim, such that if chas v'sholem, something happens that traumatizes us again, or even if it doesn't, Torah is Torah, and you, you should learn it. We'll be more prepared so that there won't be such damage to the guf, gufim and the neshamas. But the Vaila will do what we can for the chayvas hashol. And we'll start with the most simplest idea that a person needs to understand. And if he understands this, if we're able to get this, we've already gone a very, very long way. There's a war going on now in Israel. And there's also a war still going on in Ukraine, between Ukraine and Russia. And the war in Ukraine and Russia started a long time ago, and there were a lot of Yidin in the Sakona. We were Ms. Powell for them, we said to Hillim, and 
there were Askanim that gave money and sent supplies and actually went there even to help Yidin escape from Ukraine. And uh, there were Shashivas who had these campaigns and these whole things being organized to help the Yidin in Ukraine. And Avada, anybody that cares about their fellow Jews, would participate to the best of their ability in these activities. We're mispalal all the time, and these, these are our brothers, these Jews. Um, however, question, did anybody who was involved in this, these concerned efforts for the Jews in Ukraine, were they mispalal that Ukraine should win the war? Does anybody care about Ukraine? Did anybody go around saying, no, 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 this is what Zelensky has to do. He has to carpet bomb the Russians or he has to use nuclear weapons. Or Nobody's interested in Ukraine and nobody's interested in Russia. No one has anything to do with either side. We have them both in dread. They're not our concern. Our concern is only one thing. The Jews who were there, Achenu Kalbesi Shohan Asuna Basar Shivya. The simple one step response if somebody wants to know how to react to the situation in Eretz Yisrael the answer is the exact same way Israel is not our country we are not Israelis we are not Palestinians we are Jews and a Jew in Israel is the same as a Jew in Ukraine and a Jew in danger in Israel is the same as a Jew in danger in Ukraine, which is the same as a Jew in danger in Russia, which is the same as a Jew in danger in Syria or China or wherever he may be. And we are mispalled for the same thing. It's very simple. The idea of Zionism is that Jews are a nationality and Israel is their state. It's as simple as that. Before Israel existed, the idea of Zionism is Jews are a nationality. Religious Zionism said Jews are a nationality and a, a religion. We got the Torah and Hasina, but we're also connected through various national things. We all have the same uh, land. We have the same country. We have the same army. According to the Torah, according to Yiddishkeit, it's only the Torah that unites the Jews, not just unites the Jews. The only thing that makes me and my fellow Jew down the block who's maybe from a different country, a uh, different race, perhaps, uh, different uh, culture, everything. The only thing that connects me with him is the Torah. And the Torah makes a very, very strong connection between us, but it's the only connection that we have, nothing else. According to the Zionists, what do you mean? We have the same country. What connects me with a, a non-Jewish American down the block who's a different race and a different culture, uh, maybe speaks a different language. What connects us is America. We're both Americans, and we're both loyal to America. According to the Zionists, it's Israel. And Israel, we have a common state. Israel is the state of the Jews. And just like me and that guy down the block uh, both uh, have America in common, me and the Yid down the block, we both have Israel in common. And just like me and the guy down the block rely on, we have an American army. America's our army. They protect us. Uh, who protects the Americans? Is the American army, the American police? And to the Zionists, me and the Jew down the block, we also have a common army, the Israeli army. The Israeli army is the army of all the Jews. And that connects us. The same way with me and the 
goy down the block have the American army, me and the Jew down the block have the Israeli army. This is what connects us. This is what makes Jews Jews. There's a y- unity, not a achtus. There's a connection. There's a commonality between all Jews, just like, and I must emphasize this, just like we hold that it's only the Torah that connects me with another Jew, only the Torah, nothing else, uh, to the Zionists, it's Israel and the Israeli army and the Israeli government and the Israeli prime minister. All, he's the prime minister of all the Jews. He said so. And this connects Jews. The secular Zionists said, no, the Jews are a race, a nationality, whatever. There was no Harsinai, nothing like that. But the Fruma Mamela. Any connection that a Jew in America thinks he has with the country across seas called Israel, that's the Avoid Desire of Zionism. It's very simple. Now you're going to ask people, from a Yidin, talk about from a Yidin. If you're not a from a Yid, I don't think this schmooze is for you. Well, and they'll say, well, of course not. I know I'm an American. I know we're not Israelis. We have nothing to do with Israel. Yes, but when Ukraine is at a war and there are Jews over there, you're not being mispowered that Ukraine should win the war. You're, you have nothing to do with either side. What is the, over here, there are people being mispowered for Israel to win the war, people running around with Israeli flags. There are no Jews in Russia that are in danger. Now, only Jews in Ukraine are in danger, right? And it's not like Russia's in danger of being overrun. Ukraine is in danger of being overrun, in theory. And there are Jews only over there being in danger and being killed. Why are people reacting to a war in Israel different than a war in Ukraine? It's very simple. That's 80% of what we need to understand. Very simple. And it's not even a question of how many Jews are in danger, not even a question of the numbers. First, we're going to see that even within Israel, there are people, Lida, are concerned about certain Jews more than others. I'm not talking from as opposed to fry. I'm talking about people concerned about the soldiers. Mishaberich for the soldiers, they say more than people who are even more danger than them, such as the hostages, Lamoshel. But aside from that, anybody who has real Ahavas Yisrael, and by that I mean Toyodik Ahavas Yisrael, knows that any Jew in danger, and, and certainly if there's a Rabbim in danger, it doesn't matter if it's 10,000 people, 5,000 people, we are, this is Achenu Kolbeis Yisrael. There's nothing to discuss over here, nothing to discuss. If somebody's going to tell me, well, in Israel there's more Jews, give me a number, give me a number, uh, how many Jews have to be in danger before you start the level of concern that you have in Israel? This is anybody who's honest with himself understands that it has nothing to do with how many Jews. Nobody counts the amount of the tzibur if it's 10,000, 20,000 Jews in danger. Nobody does that. That's not what's going on over here. Our concern has nothing to do with Israel, with Israel's government, with Israel's politics. It has any more than it does with Zelensky's. Zelensky has a wrong decision. Jews suffer. Yet people don't go around the whole day talking about Zelensky should do this or Zelensky should do that. And we have to go make sure that America supports Zelensky or some other country supports Zelensky because otherwise the politics will be bad and Jews will suffer. Of course, Jews will suffer depending upon the politics. Alpi Derechateva, we'll get to that in a moment, and that's a very big ukimta I just said. But nobody even knows. Does anybody know or care what kind of government Zelensky is, what decisions he's making? That's not our concern. It's foreign to us. He's, the whole country is foreign to us. The Yidden are next to us, close to our hearts and in our hearts. But the country? 
the politics, everything else, everything else is foreign to us. It has nothing to do with Klal Yisrael and our concern for Achenu Kolbeis Yisrael. It has nothing to do with Klal Yisrael and our concern for Achenu Kolbeis Yisrael. But we don't care about any of that. That's the point. What are we connected to? What are we caring about? The answer is we care about the Jews. The Eden, not politics, not countries, not nothing, except to the extent that it affects Ukraine's politics, Ukraine's army, Ukraine's behaviors and actions affect all the Eden in Ukraine. And so do Israel's. And they are Yidin in danger in both places. Uh, until Nebuch recently, the Yidin in Ukraine were in more danger than the Yidin in Israel. I'm talking about direct, immediate danger. And any differential between our reaction, our emotions between Jews in danger in Ukraine and Jews in danger in Israel, any connection that a person feels with Israel, that this is our home, our country, our something, and this patriotism that a person would normally have for his country, because that really is what it is, is the avoidance of Zionism. It's very simple. We are concerned about our brothers, the Jews, and it doesn't matter if they're in Ukraine, they're in Israel. It's the same thing across the board. So why are people acting differently? Well, for decades and for even over a century, the Zionists have been trying to convince the Jews. Uh, not only that, it's a, by law, it's a law in Israel uh, that you in America, your country is Israel. You want to know what Zionism is? It's very simple. The Zionists, and by that I mean it's in Israel's official website and the Ministry of uh, Foreign Affairs, uh, Avigdor Lieberman wrote an article to this, uh, and he said what I'm about to tell you. Netanyahu wrote the exact same thing in his book. Danny Ayalon said it. It's all over the place. They claim, falsely, that anti-Zionism is the same as anti-Semitism for a very simple formula. There's nothing complicated about it. I mean, different people give different ideas, but here's what these people say. Very simple. Here's the formula, and I, I'd like you to fill in the blank. I'm going to give you a equation and you fill in the blank japan is to the japanese what france is to the french what uh italy is to the italians what israel is to the blank so obviously it means to the israelis japan is to the japanese what israel is to the israel that's without zionism with zionism france and this is what netanyahu and avigdor liebman daniel alone and all these people are saying France is to the French what, is, what Italy is to the Italians, what Japan is to the Japanese, what Israel is to the Jews. And they have been trying to convince us for a hundred years and more that the Jews are a nationality and Israel is their state. If Jews in China are in danger, we are mispowell for them. We do all sorts of things. We do Hishtadlis too. You'll send them supplies. Maybe some Jews will, or Jewish underground will infiltrate into China and, and help them escape from China or Japan or uh, Syria or wherever they're in danger, most currently in Ukraine and now in Israel. And our reaction to the Jews in Israel, if it's only for the Jews that we care about Jews, that's it. Any differential... Uh, saying Misha Beirich specifically for the Israeli soldiers. No, we should not do that. We should be mispowell for Jews who are in danger. Now you're going to tell me, well, now the Israeli soldiers are in more danger? That may be true now. 
But the choylem that were mispalal were mispal for the choylem with cancer, Achmon Litzlan, and the choylem with uh, much less severe diseases in the same sentence. Nobody ever suggested that we should do this. Nobody ever suggested that we should make a separate Misha Beirich for when they were bombing the Jews in Ukraine every Monday and Thursday. Let's say something specific for Ukraine. Now, if you do that all the time, then Gesundheit to hate. But even that's not true. It's Mamash not true. Because the hostages are in more danger than the soldiers are now. Or at least uh, Shava B'Shava. And yet in the Mishaberech, it doesn't say the hostages. So the Mishaberech has nothing to do with Jews in danger. Nothing. It has to do with the glorifying the Israeli soldiers as our heroes. Our heroes, because they're the heroes of the Jews. They're the ones that we depend on, or whatever you're going to say. But it has nothing to do with Jews in danger. It has to do with the fact that they are Israeli soldiers. So they deserve more tefillahs than a Jew, even who is in more danger than them. That's chazer treif. Chazer treif, this Misha And not only they deserve, they say they deserve it. Maybe you have a relative, gezunta hate in Hilchus Sadaka, Karav Karav Kaidim, no problem. But we know that the reason why they deserve it more, why we're, you're being mispalm for them more than Mamish, the hostages who were there because of the war, in danger, mamish now, b'chol rega v'rega, more than the soldiers b'derech kal, or at least shava b'shava, but you ignore them, and then you make a mishaberech for the soldiers because, because they're Israeli soldiers. That's mamish the avoidazar of Zionism, that there's something more valuable, uh, more choshev, or more connected to us with the Israeli soldiers than the hostages are. Either it's because they're more connected and it's like Karv Karv Kaidim, the soldiers, they're our soldiers, and the hostages, they're Jews. The soldiers, they're our soldiers because it's our army. They're, they're, the Israeli soldiers are the army of the hostages. They're the army of the American Jews. They're the army uh, of everybody. They're, they're Mamish Karv Karv Kaidim. The soldiers are closer to us than the hostages. That could be a pshat, uh, deep inside where a person doesn't even realize what he's thinking, or, uh, or the Shad is that, no, we have to glorify these people. Their lives are more important than the hostages. And the truth of the matter is that the people that invented this, Misha Beirach, only had Zionism in mind. Nothing else. Not, not, that's all they had in mind, and that's why they did it. And anybody that repeats this, it's chazetreif, it's achzorius, to ignore Jews who are in equal or more danger and make a special Misha Beirach for people because of reasons, never mind the reasons that you're, you're this that you say that they're more, val- more valuable or more close to you or something. The idea that they, because they're Israeli soldiers, is the avoidazor of Zionism, that we are connected to Israel's army. The, the, real pe- the real reason why these people made it, it's like a shutfis, like an elef lamata. They carry the guns and we give them support. It has nothing to do with Jews in danger. It has to do with Zionism. Vaharaya she tells a far person's mind. He's sitting there and he's making a mishaberich for the soldiers. And he thinks to himself, oh, they're Jews in danger. But the hostages, he ignores, totally ignores Jews in Ukraine. He never said a special mishaberich for. The whole thing is mamish, it's, it's achzorius. It's mamish achzorius and it's emes the opposite of a havas Yisrael. Mamish the opposite. It's emes adeus koizvis. Emes adeus koizvis. The idea to treat the Jews in Israel differently, as if they are more Jews than Jews outside of Israel, that we care about them more, that's Mamish Zionism. And if you don't believe me that this is Mamish what's going on, uh, let's see what the Zionists, the Frum Zionists, have to say for themselves. 
in a, if I memory serves, this came out in 1985. Uh, a prominent religious Zionist rabbi, not one of the settlers, I'm not going to say his name now, but if you want, you can read it in my book. He wrote an article about Land for Peace, and in the article, the Kitzer, he asks, why is it, what's the heter for Israel to send Jews to war? You send Jews to war without a reason, it's Ritzicha. What's their head to now? You may say, what do you mean? It saves lives. Israel only goes to war in order to defend things. They would never, chas v'sholem, make a war unless they had to. And even when they have to, there are all sorts of different possibilities. And of course, these big tzaddikim, the Zionists, only, they, they um, exhausted all the other possibilities. That's for sure. It's always to save lives. That's not what this rabbi says. Quote, In answer to this question, it would appear that at the heart of our preparedness to fight for Eretz Yisrael is the fact that Israel's role today is as the national homeland of the Jewish people. This is the Avodah of Zionism. He doesn't say that. That's my parenthetical remark. Quote, since a nation's land is vital to its existence as a nation state, to the point where in limited contexts, only those residing in Eretz Yisrael are considered full members of Klal Yisrael. He doesn't explain what he means, but if I had to try to figure out where he, from where he twisted this, it's but that's only my guess. There's no such thing. Even, by the way, this man's uh, Rebbe, Muvik, Rabbi Joseph B. Soloveitchik, castigated those that said that Legabe uh, Kedushas Yisrael, a Yid is more of a Yid if he's in Eretz Yisrael than if he's an outside of Eretz Yisrael. Kili Kolhoretz, he used to say, Rabbi Soloveitchik, that HaKadosh Baruch, this Jew, wherever he is, he's the same Jew. It's Mamish Dvarim Pshutim. And he's saying it in a Shtikal Torah to, to explain Mamish Dinei Nefoshis. But that's what he says. Conquest by a foreign power is considered a lethal blow to the essence of the conquered nation. In other words, without Israel, without a state, there's no Klal Yisrael in a limited sense. We're less Jews. There are no Jews. Now, really, it's a stam, uh, that's a, a toys anyway, because it live, even if living in Eretz Yisrael is what it gives you the status of a full Jew, it has nothing to do with their country. But let's go with him. Therefore, just as a doctor would amputate a patient's limb in order to save a life, when the quote-unquote life of an entire nation is endangered, because there's a danger of not having a state, it is permissible to sacrifice the lives of a few, meaning the soldiers who are killed in war and whatever casualties, for the purpose of saving the nation at large. In other words, without a uh, Israel, there is no Klal Yisrael in limited sense, whatever, and therefore having Jews killed, slaughtered for Israel, for their land, whatever it is, is like a doctor having an arm amputated, those are Jews being killed, for having the state or a more robust state, not safe, he does not say nothing close to the idea of it is an ideology, this. And this was taken from the Freya Zionists. Here's the way this goes. The Freya Pikarsim Zionists make an ideology, the Fruma Zionists take it and they try to fit it into Torah, which is why they're worse, said Rebarch Ber, than the Freya in a way, because they're Megalaponim, but Torah you want to be a, uh, a nationalist, Apikairis, and Oivet Avoidazar, that's one thing, but now you're saying the Avoidazar is in the Torah. And here we have somebody saying that for the Avoidazar of nationalism, it's Kedai 
Kedai, and of course it would have to be a mitzvah because it's a mitzvah for the doctor to amputate the limb. If there's a question of Israel losing land or Israel losing a Medina now, again, if you want to say, well, what do you mean the Jews are going to be killed if not for Israel? That's a different argument. That's not what he's saying. He's saying because it's the nation state of the Jews and only in, and, and in to a certain extent, you're only Jewish if you're living in Eretz Yisrael. Without the Israel, how he got from one to the other is a mystery to me, but somehow, and therefore without Israel, without a nation state, somehow with, without Israel, that's like, killing the nationality of the Jews somehow, and therefore it's a kedai for Jews to be killed. Now, this friar had an ideology called Shlilas Hagolus, which means a Jew in Chutzlaritz is not as choshev of a Jew in Eretz Yisrael, and the lives of Jews in Chutzlaritz are not as choshev as a Jew in Eretz Yisrael. And we condemn this, this rabbi and this Torah and this ideology, but this is the ideology that causes people, whether they know it or not, to react to a dangers in Eretz Yisrael different than dangers elsewhere, even when the Jews in danger outside of Eretz Yisrael, they are in more danger than the ones in Eretz Yisrael, because nobody suggests to make a Misha Beirich specifically for the Jews in Ukraine when they're, in, when they're getting bombed and the Jews in Eretz Yisrael are still at peace. I have over here the, um, the various interviews of settlers, and this idea is expressed in various different ways. Uh, there are settlers who are asked, why do you move over there if it's dangerous? There are people who are killed over there. It's a dangerous place to live. And the answer invariably is uh, to the effect of, well, this is our land. The idea that you die for your land is a very goyish idea. But the, and the idea that a, a Jews have a country, and, and it's Israel, and we got to fight for our country, otherwise... Uh, there's no Japan, says Netanyahu. Here's the finishing of the equation. Why is anti-Zionism anti-Semitism? This is Mamish Isfara. Not only Netanyahu, all the Zionists, all of them that, that have said this, they finish the equation by saying, well, if Japan is to the Japanese, what Israel is to the Jews? You cannot be in favor of the existence of a concept of Japanese people and say, I don't want the existence of Japan. And you can't be in favor of the concept of French people without the existence of France. And you also cannot be in favor of the existence of the Jewish people without the existence of Israel. You can't have both. You can't have no Israel existing and, yes, Jewish people existing. Just like you can't have no Japan and, yes, Japanese people. Who are these Japanese people? This is the avoid desire of Zionism. So, no, we, we, we give our life for the land, and this is old Zionist ideology about, there was a story about how Trumpador, how he died in a war for Israel and his blood went into the ground and a red flower sprung out and this in poet, the language of poets is clear what it means. It's the mamish, uh, a connection I don't even want to say what, between the human being and the land that fertilizes the land and comes out of flower this connection between the Jew and, and Eretz Yisrael is not what we have. We hold it's a kedusha. They have this organic connection to the land. This is a Goyish idea, and it's, it's part of nationalism. And the religious people have adopted this. Uh, I'll give you another example of a religious adaptation to this. A long time ago, I have a whole collection of these things. There's a, um, a book of children's fables for Zionists written by settlers. And they have a, a story here 
uh, written. It's designed um, specifically, by the way, in the style of Medrashei Chazal and Agoda. But first, I want to tell you Gemara and Ksubis, Kuf Yud Beis. In English, I'm going to tell it to you because I want you to compare it in your minds to uh, what it says in the book. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi once visited Gabla where he saw vines filled with uh, big groups of ripe grapes. He says, land, it means Eretz Yisrael, take in your fruits. For who are you bringing forth your fruits? For those uh, goyim, the Atugir Sois, the Gemara and the Enyankiv, Arabs or Akum, doesn't matter, who have overcome us because of our Averis. Don't give your fruits to those who have overcome us because of our Averis. Now, with that in mind, consider the following from the Settler Storybook for Children. There is a battle of Gush Etzion, where in 1948, in Israel's War of Independence, the town was Nebuchadnezzar, and the people were, were killed or, or ran away. And by the way, in my memory, there was never a case until now in this war in Israel that towns were mamish overrun. There was no such thing since 1948, to my knowledge. I can't swear 100%, but to my knowledge, there was no such thing since 1948. But in any case, quote, When the house where we lived was laid waste and we were exiled from our, our land, the ministering angels said, quote, Land of Israel, take in your fruits. For whom are you bringing forth your fruits? For these strangers who have overcome us? End quote. The trees immediately dropped tears, and the tears fell and were mingled with its soil, and it became a waste, and it was not sown and did not bring forth any fruit. You notice what's missing? <laughs> exactly, because of our Averis. So what Zionists have done is that they have changed the entire picture of what it means to be a Jew, the entire calibration of uh, the relationship between the Jews and their enemies. Our enemies are our Averis. Our allies are our mitzvahs. And we know, the Zion and Eretz Yisrael, it's the mitzvah shaboy, the kedusha shaboy, it's all ruchnius that we value. The Zionists, even the Frum ones, have changed it. The enemies are the Goyim, or the Arabs. And of course, yes, Averis too. But this is an addition. This is why it's an Avodazor. It's an addition to the Torah. Well, the Arabs also, such that everybody knows if you're against the Torah, that means you're for Shmad. You're for, either you're for Kedusha or you're for Tumor, right? There's a Zelu Mazeh there. So too, there's a Zelu Mazeh, now Israel and the Arabs, such that if the state of Israel, now notice that it went in all of these things, the conflation between the land of Israel and the state of Israel, that's kind of muddled, and they do this on purpose. The Frum ones do. And the Friar ones, really, to them, it's the state that's the Iker. They just took the land to give it artificial Jewish flavoring, artificial Jewish coloring. And the Frum ones are taking the nationalist state and giving that, giving Torah artificial political flavor, flavoring and artificial nationalist coloring. Now, when I say these guys are doing it on purpose, I don't mean the guys today. The guys today, they're mamish brainwashed. They talk in their brains. It is the problem. They can't distinguish between, it's all muddled. If you ask them, yes, they'll say, from guys I'm talking about, 
this is the state of Israel, that's Zion, we don't care, this is the Eretz Yisrael, it, it's, they'll be able to lay that out for you. But then when push comes to shove, things are muddled in their brains due to a over a century of brainwashing in various different means and ways, and they mamish, they, they don't, when it comes to Lamaisa, they're confused. They say, yes, I understand all of this, but then when it comes to Lamaisa, all of their supposed understanding just goes out the window. But this bilbul, this making by the friar, making Kodesh into Choyl, and by the Fruma, making Choyl into Kodesh, has come to a point such that if you ever dare say anything against Zionism, uh, in opposition to Zionism, then you must be a Hamas supporter. There are so many people out there that will say, well, we, we're against Zionism, and of course not, we don't believe the Jews are a nationality, and that's until there's a war. You know the story with the Rambam's mouse? The Rambam had um, an argument with the Goisha philosophers. The Goisha philosophers said that uh, the difference between a human being and an animal is not intrinsic, it's, it has to do with environment and training and being civilized. So, and if you would take a behemoth and treat him like a human being and train him to act like a human being, he'll be the same as a human being. Has nothing to do with a neshama. That, that's when the Rambam said, no, it's not true. So with the philosopher, one day, the philosophers, some philosophers uh, got a hold of a cat and they took the cat and trained it, I guess, from when it was born to be like a human being. And when the cat grew up, they called the Rambam in to the room, and they showed the Rambam a table all set, and there's a cat there with a bib, I guess, and he's sitting there, let's say, with his eating, with his uh, cutting the slices of food with his paws or with a knife, whatever happened over there in the story. And they say, look, this cat is... A menschlich cat. So the Rambam reaches into his pocket and pulls out a little box, opens the box, and out scurries a mouse, jumps on the table and scampers across it. Right away, the cat throws off his bib, throws off everything, and chases the mouse across the table, turning over all the fancy silver settings and etc. And the Rambam said, see, this is all good until the mouse. And uh, they say, this is the Mephorshim say, I've seen in various different places by Ephraim. When Avram came to Ephraim at the beginning to sell the, to buy the Mars Hamach Pela. So first Ephraim said, what's the difference? Uh, a couple of dollars, what's the big deal until, but then at the end he asked for a lot of money. And the Territ says that he was like the cat until uh, when Avram Avinu showed him the money, then suddenly he went crazy and he said he couldn't hold himself back. There are many people amongst us who harbor anti Torah ideas because of the environment we live in. And I'm talking about this nationalist of Oedizara, but it doesn't come out. Israel's wars are the Rambam's mouse. Once there's a war in Israel, then suddenly it all comes out. You ask these guys, not long ago, we had a, a, a Misa where they tried to draft the yeshiva guys into the army. And all these guys were saying, oh no, 
Torah, the, the guys in yeshiva, the Torah is what protects us and nothing else protects us. And it came the friar and they said, Yair Lapid and his band of Shkotsim. What do you mean? The soldiers? No, the soldiers, it's all men Jews work differently than Goyim. Goyim, Esav got a brocha al Jews got a brocha v'ayiten l'chol And by Jews, it's only the Torah that, that helps us, right? So they say, no. It's not true. It's the soldiers. No, it's the Torah. But they're the ones risking their lives. You're sitting there in the base medrash. That's very nice, but it doesn't matter. It's not an argument. The Torah is all that helps us, right? That's all. Now we have a war. And they have all these campaigns. Go send the soldiers double-A batteries and stuff and uh, make me shabayrichs for them. Send them letters of thanks, of gratitude. Tell me, did anybody uh, send letters of gratitude to the yeshiva guys that are learning in the base medrash? Thank you for protecting us to give them chizuk to stay in the base medrash because that's all all that matters. Nothing else matters. No, nobody even thought of this idea. I, some guys I know did. You know them. And I actually suggested this to a lady. They have a big local yeshiva where they live that they should, she should make her own campaign to do this. And then give the letters to the, bring in the letters to the Rosh Hashiva. Suddenly, suddenly, no, but they'll tell you, but what do you mean? Oh, right, let's teach you guys. These are the guys risking their lives right now. Well, what, didn't we just have the reverse of these arguments? Didn't we just have the reverse? So, what happened? What happened was, was that there's this Yetzirah for Zionism, and uh, Zionism in order to convince the Jews that their ideology is correct and the Torah ideology is wrong, they say, well, without us, there'd be a Holocaust. Without us, we'd all be dead. Without us, your lives in America depend on having us having a country. This is not just for today, from today. Uh, before Herzl, Leo Pinsker wrote this in his book, that without a state, anti-Semitism flourishes. And how many times are this that he didn't even imagine there would be something uh, like a Holocaust? And after the Holocaust, what do you mean? This saves us from a Holocaust. And Menachem Begin and various other Zionists have said in public, and it's on from websites, quoting uh, the reason why there was a Holocaust because we didn't have a state and this is our only solution. And all of this goes into people's heads. And now when Israel's at war, it's not Israel at war, it's Klal Yisrael at war. Not Klal Yisrael at war, it's the Jews in America that are at war, and it's our war, and they're us. Rabbi Isai, this is not a Havas Yisrael to Paskin that you could sacrifice Jews in war for some lands because the land is what gives the nation its nationality. And you should know that any differential between Jews in danger in Ukraine or China versus Jews in danger in Israel, or any differential between the soldiers and others, such as the hostages, who are equally in danger, or even more in danger, has no other explanation uh, except a bad one. Uh, and that's, that's the Zionism. Therefore, based on all of this, what are we Miss Powell for over here? We have a problem. And this Divri Yoel, Satmar Rebbe, and Pashas Vayishlach explains, he compares it to the Gemara in Chagiga on Dafhei. Rabbi Yochanan, Kimotel Haikra Bochi, when Rabbi Yochanan reached the following Pasuk, he cried, What is the double Oshin? Amarav Roishin Asoy Tsoray Zulazu. The Royce became Tsoray. Now we're talking Tsoray like Tsoray's Ervo. Uh, antagonists of each other, opposites of each other. 
Kegoin Ziburova Akrova. Ziburova Akrova is a scorpion and a wasp. A uh, scorpion, uh, when it bites, you need heat to heal, and cold will make it deadly. Um, a wasp, you need cold, and heat will make it deadly. So when both happen, we're in big trouble. So says the Divriyol and Pashas Vayishlach, who's then talking about the 1956 war. No matter what happens in the future, there's going to be a very big sakona. If the Goyim win, in the original Yiddish, it said the Arabs. Win b'molchomo, who sakonu l'bnei Yisrael hadorim beretz hakodesh cholila. If imhak v'cholila v'cholila imhak koyfrim yinatzru, and if chas v'sholim if the koyfrim win, oz hasakonu gedoyli yoser u'lechol yisrael b'chol mokem shehemu miyodeim ayova yodacharov. Why there's a bigger sakon if the Zionists win? Demisha mamin ba'ashem yisparch b'toyrosa ekdosh yodeya shekol psiu psiu hu beiser. Like the Ibn Ezra says on the Pasuk, that if you over on the Hashem's Torah, you can't expect Hatzlocha from that. And uh, Yesoid, part of the Sakana, the Sakana of the Guf we're talking about right now, that when Israel makes wars, we have a very big problem. Because we all know, we don't have to go into it now, that Jews and Goyim, in terms of self-defense, physically, never mind Rochnius, physically, succeed in different ways. Everybody knows that there's, when there's an enemy, say China and Japan, so uh, they're in danger of going to war. So you could go to war, you could beat a guy up until he's scared to fight with you, you could try to make peace, all sorts of different things. For the Jews, we all know, Ayin Chafetz Chaim Alatoyer Parshas Dvarim, Ayin many places that I quoted in my book, by the Jews in Golus in particular, there is no Eitzah for Molchoma. There is no Eitzah, it does not work. We don't, even when the Jews did go to war, uh, the, the Briskarov said that he's surprised that the Satmar Rebbe said that you're not allowed to make Israel because only the Sholashvuas said the Briskarov Sholashvuas. It's against the whole Torah besides the Sholashvuas. And one of the things he listed is you're not allowed to make wars without the Urm Vatumim, without a Sanhedrin. Now, the truth of the matter is the whole list that the Briskarov said, the Satmar Rebbe also said. He also said you, you can't make the wars. But that's even when you're allowed to make wars. Bisman Hazeh. At least you need you need a das before you wage war. Other countries, Mela, they're not mashubid to the rules that apply to Jews. I'm not talking about the halacha, I'm talking about ways to be matzliach. Besides the din, avada they don't fear zechalpi din. I'm talking about poshut, what protects Jewish lives and what endangers them. We can trust the Israelis that they exhausted all methods of making peace before they make war? Of course not. Says Rav Shach, Mechtovamu Maimorim, Chelek Aleph, letter Dalid. He quotes the Ramban. The Ramban says, we, he says, we always have to follow Yaakov Vinu's Eitzah, the same Ramban that the Chofetz Chaim quotes over there, that Ledoiren, Latfila, Ulamochoma. He brings Rashi that says Melchoma means to run away. And he says, Ayin Ramban at the beginning of Ayishlach. 
but then even his third Eitzah, he says, even if we're going to learn Melchama Kipshutai, he says, That's only when the Amamish coming to run after you to kill you like Yaakov Avinu. And this is, if you're going to not like the Ramban, and not if you're going to learn Kipshutai. Not everybody can use this Eitzah of Melchama. They hold Jews like the Goyim. According to their lifestyle, there's no difference between the Jews and all the other nations. You're not, you can't rely on them. That they could exhaust all the possibilities that exist. He says many places, the Isser of his Goris that Jews are not allowed to antagonize the nations, applies to the entire state of Israel. Don't say, don't think, well, that's the state of Israel. Now they have an army, it's a different dynamic than regular Jews. No, it's the opposite. Because as you get down to the Yochid, there's less of a problem with his Goris, because the Yochid can do his Shtadlus, there's Tzadik Varala, Rosh the Tzibur, as the Marsha says, the Rabbim, only exists on Schar Voynish. There's no such thing even as a Shtadlus. But this is for sure, the state of Israel, that country, is Mechuyiv, the dynamics of his Goris Bumois that it only backfires on us. Not we're to, not talking about Osir over here. We're talking about what backfires against Jews, antagonizing nations, going to war for Goyim. It would work if this was the Japanese, if this was the French. Let's assume the war is a necessity, but that's only if you are Goy. The war is a necessity. I'm not even if not Goyim. You scare other people. That makes war a necessity. Let's say right. You put them in their place. You teach them a lesson, etc., etc. By Jews, there's no such thing. Jews have to act like Yaakov acted to Esav and bow. They know nothing about the unique, singular status and behavior and derech hanhoga and derech of success of Klal Yisrael. Not to speak haughtily. And not to antagonize and provoke other nations. As the Chofetz Chaim says, it doesn't mean, oh, they started up with us. Even when they start up with us. We're not allowed to provoke them. Our job is to run, to bow, various different things, only when there's no choice. In that situation, but the situations cannot be assessed the same way Goyish nations do. Of course, a hardcore Zionist is like, no, Israel's always in that situation. It's not true. But one thing's for sure, that even they will have to be moida, that the people who assess whether they are or not in that situation don't, does, do not take this into consideration. Therefore, it's a problem. Adarabah, they are moida themselves. They don't do this. They, they, Netanyahu and others have said, we have the quotes. There's, there, there's no secret. We're not, we're not gullus Jews enough with the exile mentality. That's a quote from Netanyahu. We're not bowing enough with the exile mentality. The nations only respect strong people that stick on their, uh, that stay on their position no matter what, uh, or things like we're going to teach people a lesson. They're moida that they don't, that, that their wars aren't always together, in the way that Yaakov was facing. They're moida that they also utilize these Goyesha 
strategies of no people respect us only when we're strong and when we don't bow and we don't give in and and if, if we pound our chest uh stronger than the next guy the next guy is gonna gonna back away of course they do but even when they say it's a question of no we have no choice because we, we, even if we wanted to pound our chest it wouldn't work we're past that they have to be moida they're moida and therefore you it's you're not allowed to rely on them as I, you ask uh, the generals in Israel if the chicken that they have on their table is from Milmot or McDonald's. They have no nemonis, they have no nemonis on Dine Nefoshis. And I'll prove it to you, he says. Look at the settlements. It's a big Hisgaris Bumois. The whole things are a problem. It's Hisgaris Bumois. And it stems from the fundamental mistake of the Zionists. That all the Tzoros the Jews have are because they don't have a Medina. That now that we have a Medina, we're equal to everybody else. If we, we have to appear strong and if we stand by our position, our enemies will subjugate themselves. They will bow to us. They will go away. No, maybe by a guy that works, maybe. But by Yidin, it never does. Even though there are many people who have these ideas. The opposite is true. He's talking about, uh, you, you may not be old enough to remember the gas crisis that happened because of the Middle East conflict where the Arabs stopped producing oil for the West and we had to wait online for, I don't know, hours to get gas. They rationed gas. Uh, I remember I was in Lakewood then. It was, they, we, if you had an odd license plate, I think, I don't remember, it was the first letter, the last letter, the odd number was Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, even number was uh, Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever it was, they rationed different people who were only allowed to buy gas on different days. And other times you're only allowed to buy a certain amount. All this is, we're going to say, well, what do you mean? We're def- Israel, it's a country, we're defending ourselves. Why do you want to be a Gullist Jew? That's literally, uh, Netanyahu, that's literally these guys, Sprach. We stand, we, we do what we do because we're not Golis Jews. We have to make sure that nobody, no country, suffers because of us. Various different uh, things, boycotts, banks, it doesn't matter. Uh, then everything will be masukin, and etc., etc., etc. But now, penulochem tzafoyna, rav lochem soives aharazet penulochem tzafoyna, maot tzafoyna, im roisem oisoy shemavakesh lezgoris bachem. If you see Esau, mamish the same as the Chafetz Chaim, the same Medrash, the same Ramban, the same Torahs, the same everything. Uh, only Rav Shach added, when the Chafetz Chaim wrote this, there was no Israel. He's adding that these people, his Goris Bumois and the settlements, Chafetz Chaim didn't have any of that. But it's the same Hashkafa uh, from the Chafetz Chaim, from Rav Shach, from everybody in the world, just applied uh, to today. Now, you're going to tell me, okay, fine. So that's very nice. But 
what are you going to do? Lamaisa, Lamaisa, there are Jews in danger. Lamaisa, there are Jews in danger. So we're going to continue with the Divriyoylan Vayishlach. So first there's a danger. The Zionists are a danger to the Jews. As one of the, somebody told me one of the Rosh Hashivas in Lakewood said, we have to mispal that Hashem should save us from the Arabs and the Zionists. So first, the Zionists, Mamish put Jews in danger. They have a different, I'm not talking all about the Freya. You saw even the Fruma hold like this, that they are different cheshboinists than the Torah regarding Pikuach Nefesh because of the Avoid Zorah that they have adopted into their Judaic outlook. But Chutzmizeh, aside from the Sakana, says the Divriyoyal, that the Zionists put us in. And Loi Sitzlach, you, you can't say that, well, we're going to go to Molchom Shaloi Kedin, that you won't be Matzliach. Aye, they win wars. There are so many wars that they have, and one war leads to another. This is not called Hatzlach. And what's called Hatzlach anyway? Jews die, and you, you retain land. Who's, who knows what's called Hatzlach? The Torah says, Hiloi Sitzlach. It means Hiloi Sitzlach. Second, there's a ruchnistic sakana. When Zionists win a war, then people say, Oh, see, now we have an army, and now we have we are Yashikoyach. Uh, and they get Yashikoyachs and they get covered and they and the whole thing is a Tayeva to Akadish Baruchu, the whole setup. I'm not talking about somebody goes to a soldier who he knows and, and gives him Yashikoyach. I'm talking about the whole idea that, oh look, they won, we won the war, therefore we defended ourselves. And and it worked. It worked. They were they tested Hashem, Bachnoz Hashem, Vihitzliach, Hitzlichu. Was that a Shaloi Kedin, actions that a Shaloi Kedin, and a Medina that's Shaloi Kedin, and people who Mamish are in their position to show they're not Golis Jews, and, and they're Matzliach, Rachman Litzlan, the COVID for the Apikorsim, they're being our heroes. Again, don't mix this up with, okay, gratitude that somebody risked his life. We're talking about the fact that their army and their wars and their existence is there to support their ideology and their ideology is supported how many people supported how many people now are saying okay we have to do, we teach the blow the gazans up and that's what's going to pound them into submission and make them afraid of us how many people say that that's mamish what happens when israel wins when people see that israel wins wars the way they work that's what people say and that's mamish against the Torah, and, and that the fact that the Rabbonim that said, this is not how we act, they held one way, and now the Zionists say, no, the Rabbonim are wrong, we're going to do it our way, and they're Matzliach, Rachman al-Itzlan, that's covered for the Minus. And if you're an Erlich Yid, you're a Yid who's a Maimon, then this is a serious concern for you, a serious concern and a serious Sakana for Klal Yisrael. So we have Zibur of Akrava. That's our problem over here. No matter what happens, Klal Yisrael is in big trouble. If the Zionists win, it's a, a big sakana for us. If the Arabs win, it's a big sakana for us. Uh, they're doing Shaloi Kedin. Havada killing Jews is Shaloi Kedin. And there's a sakana of Ruchnius. You hear this, this stuff in the streets now. It's crazy. Never mind what happens to, well, Torah is, is matzah. Never mind all of that. 
You hear most mummish crazy stuff, and, and never mind the idea, the very idea. It's not the pshat. People think that Zionism is a problem because it makes people fry. It has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do at all. If you are from Zionist, a settler, or this rabbi that made this psak, you're an oivir avoidazara, the same as any other oivir avoidazara. It's beshituf. We know this. Has nothing, the etzem idea of Zionism is, is apikorsus and minus and avoidazara. The etzem idea. Even if you don't throw away your tefillin, a guy believes in Yoshka is Mashiach. Say, what's the big deal? I am still from, I just believe Yoshka is Mashiach. What's the big deal? I just believe that uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a nose. What's the big deal? This also is an oifen of Avoidazara. Mamish. No exaggeration. Herb Ruvain says in the Boyes Hazman that this type, this Zionism, this nationalism, is like Shnius that Jews were Mamish Moise Nefesh for all their lives. It's a posh of a thing. Here's the cheshben. A Jew, if you want to know what a Jew is, the most accurate, uh, I'm not going to chazer over everything now, the most accurate description is it's a job description given to us by God on Harsina. He gave us 613 minutes of job description. Now, anything you do as a Jew means it's part of your job description, part of your religion. Without the religion of Judaism, there are no Jews. Not as Masha'in Cain, as opposed to what the Zionists say, without Israel, there are no Jews. You see what's happening over here. We know without Harsinai, there would be no Jews. So if you're a policeman, let's say, and you say, as a policeman, I have to wear my uniform on Tuesdays. Fine, that means the police uh, chief or whoever it is told you you have to do it. As a policeman, I have to support this football team. That's a police. And we say, as a Jew, I have to put on tefillin in the morning. That's good. As a Jew, I have to come to the aid of my fellow Jews. That's good. As a Jew, I have to be loyal to the state of Israel. What that statement means, part of my Jewish religion, or part of my Judaic identity, is to be loyal to the state of Israel. And there's the Avoy If you say, as a Jew, anything that has nothing to do with Hashem and the Torah, that's Avoy because that's all a Jew is. You have a different type of a Jew. It's that simple. If you want to see it more about Rikos, you could read my book or look up the Makairis over there. This, this was the, the, T-H-E capital, opposition to Zionism. Even if there would not be a Medina, even if there would not be Fry, even if Ravamram Blau would be the prime minister of the Medina, it doesn't matter from, not from. It has nothing to do with it. There are other problems as well. The Briskerov's list, which the Satmar Rebbe also has, uh, not in one list, but all the things the Briskerov mentioned are also mentioned by the Satmar Rebbe. But forget about that whole list for now. The etzem idea of Zionism, the avoidazara of Zionism, the kfir of Zionism means that you, 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 and me, here in the United States of America, because we are Jews, we are connected to a country. Now, if you're a friar Zionist, you'll agree with their nation-state law that Israel is the nation-state of all the Jews, not America-Israel. Never mind the Sakona that puts us all in. Never mind when Jonathan Pollard says that Jews all have Jew dual loyalty, and he would advise Jews in America to spy on America for Israel for him, because Avada, that's your country. Never mind all that. If you are from Zionist, you hold that you 
are because you're a Jew, you have to do Torah and mitzvahs, you're connected to Hashem, and you're connected to Israel as the nation state of the Jewish people. So you're Oivir Avoy Zara, who's also puts on tefillin. They had those in those days too. So Lamaisa, there, there's the problem. So what do we do? What do we miss Powell for? The answer is very simple. Let's go back to our original formula. Ukraine and Russia, what do you miss Powell for? That the Jews should be safe. And that's it. We have to be inspired first for Mashiach to come and get us out of this mess. That also, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should help the Jews with their emuna. This is also a sakana. We have to be inspired against the sakana. That people shouldn't be Zionists. This is for sure. That we know uh, that it's Torah and mitzvahs that give us chosim. Everything is schar v'oynish by Klal Yisrael. And if anybody thinks that by flying an Israeli flag or by adopting an Israeli soldier as they're more concerned about the Israeli soldier because it's an Israeli soldier than some guy, a soldier, Jewish soldier who's in danger, let's say, in the American army, theoretically, or in the Ukrainian army. Never mind the hostages. If you think that that's going to help Klal Yisrael, that's a schus adraba. Adraba and adraba. That's mamish v'hiloi sitzlach. It's the opposite. That makes it more dangerous from Jew, for Jews. Minashamayim. But now what do we do otherwise? We're not done with the list of tefillahs. Haboyrei kol oilam we don't have to give Hashem Eitzah. Maybe we don't know an Eitzah. Maybe there's a disease that if a person has it, you know if he has it, the disease will kill him. And if he has an operation, the operation will kill him. So what are you mispowel for? He should have a refuah shleima, and I don't even mispal for the Yeshua, and that's it. Maybe if a guy, uh, no matter what he does, uh, there's a problem. That's what we have over here. Why do you mispal taka for a guy who has a sting from both a wasp and a scorpion? You mispal taka baruch should help him. How Hashem should do it, I don't know. Grada, there are many ways that uh, a war could end without any of these problems. Like in 1956, for example, where America uh, told and Russia told Israel, get out of Egypt, and they did. Who knows what could happen? Who knows uh, what Lamais is going to happen, what the Zionists are going to allow? I don't know. I'm not mechuyiv to know. I'm not shlem hamelech. And maybe Shlom HaMelech himself would know. Maybe only a Kaddish Baruch who knows. But it doesn't matter. We have to mispal for the Yeshua another place. This is a Nosoy about the 67 war. Avado if dem hot min avada gedaf mispal zain. For sure we had to be mispal on this. Di apikorsim hobin es gebrengt a zoi weit. As a hobin gewalt kumen di reshoyim di Yishmaelim chas v'shom lahash midulaharoi. The Zionists did such acts that they made the Arabs want to come in and kill people. We have to ask Hashem, they shouldn't have any koyach 
to kill anybody. They shouldn't be able to do anything. That's for sure we have to be mispal. That's not, nothing to discuss. First, first, let's try to save the bodies. They, the Arabs are rotzchim on the gufim, and they, the tzioinim, zenin mazikim of the neshamas un oich of the gufim. They are a danger to both the guf and the nesham of the Jews. We have to pray that we should be saved. Chas v'sholom, as mahargit is doch shoy nishdo vos tzurechenen. If a guy's dead, there's no nothing to talk about. We could still hope, if, if they're dead, there's nothing to hope for. We could hope that from these Jews something will still come. Mamish, it's like, uh, this is not the first time. Imagine if, we, we have to imagine, Mamish, these Jews are captive. This is, as the stipler said, we are in Golos in Eretz Yisrael, on the Golos of Amalek. This is the Erev Rav. Amongst them is Amolek. That's Mamish what we have over here. We're talking about the Erev Rav. Imagine the Erev Rav takes power. You don't have to imagine it. That's Mamish what's going on. Devail, what do you mean? They're Jews in danger? Enochanami, they're Jews in danger. And you have to mispal for them like we mispal for the Ukrainians. But we have to understand that Ukraine is not our state and Zelensky is not our prime minister. And anyone that does think that, even if he doesn't know he thinks it, look, we know from our swarm in many places, there are people that have thoughts, bad thoughts, anti-Tyre thoughts, and they're even being dishonest with themselves and fooling themselves, thinking that they really mean something else. The Zionists had this shtick that they, all the way from Herzl's days, that we're going to get Jews to join our party because we're going to tell them that we're saving them. But really... They, they present themselves as saviors, but it's really an ideology that they're selling. They're trying, they brainwash Jews for this. We don't have to go into it. And grad, a new type of brainwashing started in 1956 in the Sinai campaign. The, this book that I read from, the child's book, uh, by no coincidence, was around the time of the Sinai campaign it was made, where before the mid-50s, so the hero in Zionist ideology was the pioneer, the, the, the Chalutz. Starting the Sinai campaign, they switched it to the soldier. The Sinai campaign, I, you should see the literature. I wrote about some of it in my book, but if you follow the sources that I cited, you could read much more about it, how they... Literally there, that's where it started. And it, it, the ideology comes from the Christians. Uh, about a thousand years ago, they mixed religion with war where it had to do with the, um, the Knights Templar. They were a Christian military, uh, a religious Christian military, but a branch of the religion, Catholics, uh, about a thousand years ago, a little less. And they were actually headquartered uh, lied uh, on the Harabayas, and they lasted a couple centuries, where the soldier is holy because he's a soldier, and the war justifies the religion, and the religion justifies the war, and there's a whole uh, mishmash between, just like between Eretz Yisrael and the state of Israel, between the religion and the war, and there's religious wars, and it started in 1956 from the friar. Ben-Gurion started this, and he, how he discussed about how this is 
Kriyas Yamsuf and Kabbalah Satoyu and Dom Vaish with Simras Oshon and this is Sinai and it's Har Sinai and it, the connection between Har Sinai and the Sinai campaign and this is the justif- this is the epitome of the Sinai and the Sinai and the the tanks and the blood and the blood of Jews and throughout the generations and God made and etc. But it, he switched it from Moshe Rabbeinu to the soldiers who were the heroes. And in the literature and the poetry in those days, they even had some song which became like the second national anthem of the Zionists in the mid-50s during the Sinai campaign that had this entire theme. And starting then, uh, they had to pull out from the territories then because of what I said. And it was Egypt, and there was this 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 pent up nationalistic religious, not Judaism religion, it's Mamsha religion Zionism, uh, feelings that they had that came out again in '67, and the idea that now the soldier is the hero, this is all by us. A friar guy is a friar guy, a fruma guy is a fruma guy. A guy doing a ver is a guy doing a ver. A guy does a mitzvah doing a mitzvah. There's a whole different value system over there for Zionism. And we know that there are people who feel, look, everybody knows the Beis Halevi, right, by Yosef. Ani Yosef Hoidovi Chai. The Shvatim came and they said, we are interested in the safety of our father. Pikuach Nefesh of our father. Said Yosef HaTzadik to them, it's not true. You think you are. This is how Beis Halevi learns. You think you are. But it's really not true, because where were you when they sold me? Now, theoretically, in the measures that he brings, I guess you could learn that what Yosef meant to say was, and this is not the Beis Halevi, this would work with the Beis Halevi Svara, that he meant to say that you sh- your father's taka in danger, and you're right now, but your sinner, your wrong attitude towards me caused you, caused you to be blind then. But that's not what the Beis Halevi is saying. Beis Halevi compares it to their people who think that they, uh, that they um, can't give tzedakah because they can't afford it, but they, they spend money on things that are even avarious, never mind uh, luxuries. And these shvatim, they thought that they weren't lying. They really thought that their father was in danger. They were like shocked. That's the difference between a tois and deus koizvis. If it was deus koizvis, that they had a bad hashkafa, they would have said, "No, no, 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 uh, Yosef. Okay, maybe we should. Maybe we should have uh, worried about our father and not sold you. Maybe we should have. But yeah, yeah, he's in a sakana. They didn't say that. They recognized the toichacha. They recognized and they said, "Okay, I'm wrong." And we asked one of these guys, "Where were you in Ukraine?" Ani Ukrainian Where were you? There's another thing too. There's somebody. You know, one of our Olam in Lakewood, he said last week that his wife heard, uh, it was a Basiakov high school girl, said, oh, I think I'm going to marry my soldier. You know, the Elif Lamata program they have. And they, they, it was a problem, obviously, you know. So she was so enamored with her soldier, you know, it was a Basiakov girl in Lakewood. So they called a certain Rav, and the Rav said, it's a big problem, we have to be misfile for the soldiers. I have an Eitzah. The Rav didn't think of it. Let the girls be mispal for the female soldiers. Match them with a female. Nobody would ever do that, you see. 
You wouldn't make a elef lamata with a, with a chayelet because you don't want to give them the impression that this is your role model that that we agree to this. You don't want to instill. You want to, you don't want to give the wrong message. So it's a very simple idea. Let the girls have the boys should take a male soldier. The girls should take a female soldier. They have female girls in Gaza now. I asked Rafi earlier today. He said, you know, they have in the tanks. Not you, the other Rafi. They, they, in the tanks, they have girls. It's crazy. But they have them. Let, no, nobody would do that. To give a base Yaakov girl, here's your chayelet. Here's a picture of her even. Why not? She's in danger. She's risking her life for you. She's our soldier, isn't it? Where's Hakar Satoiv? What do you mean? Elif Lamata. She doesn't need your support. I, she shouldn't be there. But now that she's there, now that she's there, what are you going to do? You're going to let people kill her? No, she needs your support. Hella flamata. Yeah, match up every girl with a, with a chayelet and the boys with men. Another Abba, the, the women soldiers, they need more support. They need more protection. What do you mean? Avada, she shouldn't be there. Now that she's there, but now that she's there. What do you want, Hamas to kill them? She's not a Yid? They'll never do that because it's a bad hashkafa that you're teaching her. Everybody knows that. No, it's only hakaras hatoiv. It's only hakaras hatoiv. Oh, we can't do that. What happened to that karas hatoiv? You don't have to have karas hatoiv for the women soldiers. Suddenly, what happened to that karas hatoiv? Oh, no, because we know that we don't approve of her being in the army. We don't want to give somebody wrong impression. That's ugaret. So now you see how honest the Sakharasatoyv thing is. It all depends upon what you approve of and what you don't approve of. It has nothing to do with Yidin in danger because the hostages are left out. It has nothing to do with people who are being moist in Nefesh because then the women soldiers are left out. At least to this El Aflamata program. Ad Kedekar, that they're even willing to be Mavata on other problems. And again, we must pull for everybody that they should all be safe and sound. But any surplus, any differential between a Ukrainian in danger, a Syrian Jew in danger, an American Jew in danger, and an Israeli Jew in danger is Tzorach Bedika. And is anything else besides being mispal for Jews to be safe, all Jews equally is Mamish Deus Koizvis. It's pretty obvious that it has nothing to do with Ahavas Yisrael. It's mamish the opposite. It's Emesach Zorius at the expense of, uh, under the guise of Ahavas uh, Yisrael, they throw in this Chazatreif ideology. And then they accuse people of being, mis- those who misspelled for all Jews all over the world, Achinu Kalbeis Yisrael, to be safe, and they cry and lose sleep over them. Ha, oh, they have no Ahavas Yisrael. Rachman and it's no coincidence, obviously, they do. But there's another hashkafa here, too. Remember what I mentioned before about how the, there's a stira between the, the emissa hashkafa, uh, that the Torah is what, Moganu uh, Matzil, versus what, the way they're acting now. There's Mamsh the mouse. The, yeah, the Torah, the Torah, the Torah protects us until the mouse runs across the table. There's a war, and now let's write letters to the soldiers, and we forgot about the yeshiva guys, you know? I mean, yes, there's no question. Yeah, there are people being mispal, and there's all these programs, and tefillas, and, and that, and they, a lot of people started Ben Hazmanim early. That's all fine and good and great, but where are the letters to these guys? Where is the hakara that these are the guys? No, 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 they're, they're, these are the, those are the ones risking their lives. These arguments were reversed earlier. It's not my idea. I got this idea from the Chazanish.
Um, Reb Shloyma Cohen writes, wrote that he went to the Chazanish. This was uh, 1946, actually, when there were the Arabs were uh, terrorizing. He says, I, I was in my room, he writes, and I was mamish in a pachad. There wasn't a day without Jews getting killed. So the Chazunish said, Omali, he went to the Chazunish and he told him this, how, 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 how scared he is. He came for some chizik. The Chazunish told me, why aren't you scared that there are so many uh, Jewish children here that are getting a secular education only? Don't you understand that that's a bigger danger? Is that Ritzicha that they're doing to the children any less of a Ritzicha than the Ritzicha of the Arabs? If you're talking about numbers, how many Jews are in danger of the, of the public schools in Israel that they educate people with kfira? That's a much bigger number of Jews in danger. How come that scares you and not that? Another place they told the Chazunish they're scared of the Arabs and the Chazunish said same thing uh, that I'm more scared of the Tzioinim than the Arabs. Now, that's the question he's asking. It, absolutely. Let's even say Lishitosom. It's all true. And all these uh, programs and overtures Let's say they were kosher, but what about, why aren't you worried? Why aren't you scared? They're, they're teaching kfir and apikarsis. Look what Yair Lapid said yesterday on the radio. Look what they're saying about the yeshiva guys. Look what they're saying about Hashem. Why, is, why are we not scared? You say, well, what do you mean? But now, 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 this is what we, this is what we have to worry about. Yeah, now, there is this sakana. But this is what the Chazanish told this Choshev uh, Yid. That what about that sakana? How come never are you so scared? And when Jews in Ukraine are being bombed, people don't react this way either. It's not only a steer between Jew and Jew, it's a steer between sakana versus sakana. And if you ask somebody to say, no, I don't believe that the Torah is what's mugging umatzil, okay, that's one thing, he doesn't believe it. But if you have somebody that does believe it, and they come and they tell you, no, you can't draft the yeshiva guys because Torah is what protects and everything... And not only that, but we're talking about Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, the land vomits out the sinners. And not only that, but the only reason why the Jews got Eretz Yisrael is because of the sins of the Goyim prior to them. And he When people say this every day, why do they not tremble? Okay, fine, we're not on the Madrega. But don't give me, Baba Mises, that from a from perspective, this is what we need to do and not that. Again, this is what the Chazanish told this Erl Chayid who came to the Chazanish in the middle of the war, in the middle of the terrorism, saying that he's scared of them. This was the Chazanish's answer.
empathize and sympathize with, with Jews 100%. And be mispalel a hundred percent, and say to Hillam and stay up at night because you're you're worried. It's all good, but just make sure that this is because they're Jews as opposed to some other avoid uh, that got into your head. This whole Elif Lamata program, it's a weird thing where everybody takes one soldier. Now, many years ago, by the last Gaza war. So this man over here, I'm not going to mention his name because we're going to put this on tape. This man over here, there's a story about him in my book. I wrote that somebody from my shul, one of the mispalim, came home, his girl, his daughter, his daughter came home from camp with an application for this Elif Lamata thing, to have a soldier. So now, long story, I wasn't here, I was then out of town, he ended up asking another Rav, and the Rav was very afraid to answer the question. We know later, Yonison got to know this Rav, who's, who was a very chosh of a yid, who really, he, he, he understood it's chazatreif, but he was posh afraid to say. It's a weird thing, because tefillahs aren't cheap. Why are you being misspelled for one person when you could be misspelled for many? So the teretz is, because it's not a vort of... Be, be, the whole vort is to make us think that the Israeli army is Moshe Rabbeinu's army. To make us think the Israeli army is David HaMelech's army. And that's the way they look at it. The settler religious, the seculars look at it that, forget, maybe David HaMelech's army was like State of Israel's army. <laughs> maybe if, if David HaMelech really existed, if they believe, and he was Zoycha, so his army is inferior, but it's a subcategory, it's a Kain, a, a pale shadow of the Israeli army. The Fruma, uh, the Israeli army, they want you to think that's like, it's the army of the Jews. The Jews have no country. The Jews have no army. We need to understand this. And then, once we get the Hashkaf in place, it's very easy. And to show you how crazy this whole thing is, how the Zionists actually, how much they succeeded in convincing Jewish people, regular from Jewish people, B'nai Torah, males and females, of this craziness. If you were to tell anybody, and I know you have, and I know the reaction, if you were to tell anybody any of this stuff, they'll accuse you of being a Hamas supporter. We know the story. Tell me, no, it's not true. Well, you, I, all I have to do is tell you the story about Rav Shimon Schwab, right? Uh, by the way, is subsequent to when I wrote that story, somebody showed me another story with Rav Shimon Schwab. I have a sefer downstairs, Rav Shimon Schwab. It's in English, Rav Schwab on Chumash. So in the Hakdam over there, his son who put out the sefer wrote a biography on Rav Schwab. And in there has a story where Rav Schwab goes to the Chazonish right after Israel was created, and he asks, what was the Agudas Heter for going into the government? And the Chazonish says, I don't know, they didn't ask me. And then the Chazonish tells Rav Schwab, when you get back to America, don't tell anybody what you think about the Medina, because they're going to say you're an Apikairis, because you don't, you don't hold it, Saschal to the Gula. Instead, if you want to speak about Israel, I don't remember the Loshan exactly, if you want to speak, or you should speak, but Akifin, Indirect. Okay. Otherwise, they're, they're going to hold you an apikairis. Even by, maybe in the Chazanish's days, Akifin worked. But the following story I heard from him. He said a vart, Rav Schwab. It's a very good vart. 
Hanukkah is the next Yom Tov coming up. All right, we benched Rosh Chodesh today. In the Alhanisim, it says, his kasha, his teretz. It says in the Alhanisim, Alhanisim, Alpurkan, Bimei Matzis Yohu, there was a Shmad, there was a Molchoma, Masatsu Giborim Biad Chaloshim, Rabbim Biad Matim, Zaydim Yaroiski Sarasecha, Biachar Kain, afterwards, Boba Rechala Divive Secha, they went into the Beis HaMikdash. His question is, why does it have to say the Va'achar Kain? The whole tefillah is sequential, right? It's first this happened, then that happened, then that happened. And you want to just say, It's understood as afterwards. And answers Rav Schwab. You should not, and he said this over in his Kehillah, you should not think that the war that was waged by the Yavonim was for lands, meaning for the Beis HaMikdash. The the Misyav, the Yavonim, I'm sorry, against the Yavonim, uh, was for the Beis HaMikdash. The Misyavnim and the Yavonim, they took the Beis HaMikdash. You should not think that we were fighting to get the Beis HaMikdash back. We would not risk one Jewish life for the Beis HaMikdash. Let them have it. It's not worth putting one Jew in a Sakana for that. And this was in those days when you were allowed to wage war. There's only one thing we would wage war for, for against Shmad. That's why we waged war. When the war was over, and and there was no more war, no more danger, after that, and only after that, then they went into to the base of Mikdash. Before that, they wouldn't try. Let them have the base. Go into the base of Mikdash. We're not taking back the base of Mikdash. Beautiful vort. Rav Shrab told me that you know, when Hanukkah comes out, when he said this, there's also the Goyesh Chaga that comes out at the same time. He received in the mail a Christmas card. On the cover, it said to our dear friend, Rav Schwab. He opened it up and it said, from your, your dear friends or allies, forgot the exact Lushen, and I had the name of three uh, terrorists. I don't remember 100% exactly the names of the terrorists. That wasn't what I was focused on when he told me the story. Uh, let's say it was, I don't know, Yasser Arafat, then maybe Nasser or whoever it was in those, you know, back then. I once remembered, but I don't remember anymore exactly what they were. And for what? What did he say already? Rav Schwab said, Rav Schwab said nothing. I, I am certain that he didn't even have in mind anything to, to speak about Israel then when he said this vart's a good vart. It's a basic Judaism vart. But uh, if you tell somebody that, no, we shouldn't be, this hashkafa that Rav Shach is saying is treif, that we learned that's mamish treif, that has Jews killed, that we risk Jewish lives for stuff other than, by the way, that modern author, that uh, religious Zionist rabbi wrote that article after uh, this Maisud Rav Shrab and after Rav Shach uh, wrote those letters. This idea that for land... Anything, it doesn't matter if it's the base of Mikdash, Eretz Yisrael, whatever it is, we put lives at risk, chas v'sholem. And again, if you want to tell me it's habol we could discuss that, that's a different discussion. But what I'm saying is that these people are motivated and animated by concerns other than that. Maybe not at this particular today, maybe not yesterday, maybe not the day before, it's not Nagea, exactly. What is Nagea is that what we should not be mispowered for, we should not support, we should not think 
is that whatever Israel says to do, that that's better, best for the Jewish people. That's, we should not even think what they say to do is best for the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael. Because like Rav Shach said, they think a Kolagoyim base Yisrael, and we cannot trust them that they exhausted all means of peace before they go to war. When they say go to war, it doesn't mean necessarily you have to go to war. And worse, the Satmar Rebbe says about their warmongering, it's, they're not kemesukonim shebahem of goyim, they're kemekulkolim shebahem of the goyim, because their whole idea of Zionism is to overcompensate for the passivity of the Jew. This is part of their, their hashkafa. But never mind all of that. At the very least, it, they, they don't hold from the Torah's considerations of what to do before you go to war and the Torah's ideas of what needs to be in place in order to go to war. And the value of a Jewish life, they don't share it. Neither Israel, nor the Arabs, nor the Palestinians are our friends. The Jews are our brothers. But the Israel as a country and the ideology that's driving things, that's not our friend. We are not Israelis. We are not Palestinians, we are Jews, and we are loyal to Hashem and we are loyal to the Torah. We should not think either of these sides are our friends. They're not. So, Vaita from the Satmar Rebbe. Mezokt, Mehomer Gezikt, Mehomer, Unzhomer. After the Six Day War, we won, we won the war, we won. There is their Homer, there is their Unz. Who is, who is us? Who's the us? Dizen and Epis Unz. They're us. These koifrim, they are our biggest enemies. They are our biggest sonim. It's not like I care about the Arabs. Let them be, you know, the Zionists are a worse enemy. They hate the disdain that they have for from a yid is worse than that of the Arabs. We're not talking to anybody except us now, right? Let's talk between ourselves. It's not that way. And this is talking only about a from a guy and I'm horrid. If you see a guy and you see an Amharetz, never mind, then I'll be cursed. That's the next step. And never mind Dafka, uh, Zionist, who's brought up with this sinner. Never mind any of that. Between a Goy and an Amoritz, the Amoritz hates, hates the Talmud Chacham more than the Goy. And then he says it's a, it's a big umglik, it's a big misfortune that even good people amongst the Jews don't realize this. I myself have had opportunity I'm not saying who. I was talking to a mamish, Emes Adam Godel, and he said, he was talking about it as well, he mentioned we. I said, we? I said, oh, you're right. Corrected himself. You see how deeply embedded this is. One more thing. Somebody may come and tell you, like they came to tell the Satmar Rebbe, that... Now, now is not the time to be Muhammad Chayiv. We have to only be Muhammad Schus, only say good things. So I read you 
the response. Vos haste epis malamet choiv. Vos retter epis stusen vehevolem. Of apikori of of apikorsim malamet schus to zain. Tos de gresta limus limut choiv of and klalis roll. Tvi malamet schus and apikorsim is the biggest limut choiv and klalis roll. As alle yidin far trogin apikorsim unsis far ze alena limut choiv. As a shmad na zoifil ois. As they bring in a rain minus in a merlachin, they bring minus in terlachin yidin, that itself is a limit choiv on them. Thus is the greatest limit choiv of say. And Hatzola for yidin in Eretz Yisrael is mezol ois zog in dem emes. Und die weisen nicht, was sie reden. Sie weisen nicht, was limit choiv is teich und was limit schus is teich. Wer hat sie der zelt limit schus mit limit choiv? Von wo haben sie das genommen? Wer weiß, was heißt limit schus und limit choiv? Gieche kämen sagen. What we could say much quicker than that, as das was is your nitzel gewarn, das bissel jeden, weil es is da noch a bissel jeden, was ei sogen ois tememes. We could say much quicker than what's a limut choiv, what's a limut schus. We could say much easier, much quicker, that the reason why they are Jews who survived the war is because they were Jews that said, that said openly the truth. As sa hotzech episa reingemischt a stickel schus. There's a little schus that mischt arain in this whole bad scenario that was happening. In schus von dem, wenn ich das kann sein Rachman lutzlan, it's in the schus of Jews that, that spoke out against the minus and kfir that said the MS, that there were Jews who were saved. Without that, who knows Rachman lutzlan? We'll finish up with a bracha to the Rabbanishlan that there should only be peace and prosperity, that all Yidin all over the world should be safe and sound, Sayin Gashmias and Sayin Ruchnias. Nobody should believe up Ikorsus, everybody should believe in the Rabbanishlam and the Tayrahak Toisha, and nobody's goof and nobody's neshama should be in danger, and we all need to be mispalm to do whatever we can in order to try to help our brothers, because everything in Klal Yisrael is totally in uh, mitzvahs and averis and schus and choiv. And we shall all be zoiches soon. This is our, really, what we're hoping for over here. To Mashiach Tzidkenu B'mheru B'yameinu Amen.